Daryl Hook is with us. Daryl has been with Six Thirty Chit Santa's Anonymous a long, long time, and not only as a, a volunteer, which goes back decades, I think, but he's also on the board. Daryl, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate your time. Okay, hang on. I got to turn on your microphone. That's my fault. Am I fault? Sorry, Daryl. That's, okay. That's my favorite trick too. <laughs> Ask a question, but don't turn on the guest's microphone. You're the last guest and the first one that I forgot to turn the mic on for. Um, okay, but your your history. You were telling me. 50 years you've been involved with uh, Six Street Chess Hunters Anonymous? Only 49. Don't age. Okay, only 49. Yeah, year. that's what you did say next. <laughs> <laughs> if I last till uh, next year this time, then I'll be with the station for 50 years. Yeah, Amazing. Great. Yeah, and, that, and now you're a board member going back to the 80s. Well, uh, when I first came on board, uh, see, when I first started at, at Ched, I worked with Gary Drager. Yeah. And yep. Gary was the, the head elf. elf. Yeah, of course. And uh, he and I. We're the writing department, uh, essentially just the two of us, and he would disappear in November to go do Santa's Anonymous. So my first contribution to Santa's Anonymous was manning the department for two months so Gary could go play in the warehouse. Right, and, yeah, and exactly. He loved to do that. He, he loved it absolutely. And then in 1984, uh, Gary had left. Someone else had done it. Someone else had done it, and they needed somebody. And I, I was thinking, keep your head down, man. If they look at you, <laughs> you're in trouble. And uh, they dragged me in kicking and screaming because I knew how much work it was. Because yeah. uh, back then we didn't have a board. There was no staff, right? I mean, it was... It was me. Yeah. It was it was Gary, and then it was Danny Kingsbury, and then it was somebody else, and then it was me. And, and uh, you, it's a lonely job when it's like it's all on your shoulders making it work. And you'd, you'd hire a depot manager, and then you'd just be prepared. You'd be there every night till 9 o'clock when the Jeez. doors... Like, I literally, I had a job description that was... Monday to Sunday, 9 to 9. Like, yeah. you're there just perpetually through December. And uh, a labor of love, though. Right. That's the thing, right? I mean, yeah. that's how the organization has carried on for as long as it has, because you take a look at, I mean, we're going back decades now, and just sitting here, and we do this every year, Daryl, and you know what it's like. You just you have the people who phone, you have the people who get in touch with us, send us the message and say, you know what, when I was a kid, they were there for me, and now I want to give back. That's what I like the most, is the people who were helped when they were kids are now coming back to make sure that they, they, they pay that back in some way. It's it's surprising how universal that is. This is why they bring you on, Daryl. Just don't try and hold back. Just let it go. <laughs> you do it you know, I, I keep telling myself, this will be the year. I'll be cool, calm, and collected. But, you know... Uh, the people who made Santa's Anonymous work are giant shadows in this building. The Jerry Forbes, the Gary Driggers, you know, those guys. They're still, they're still here alive for me. So I kind of feel like... They're counting on it. Sorry. No, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it's because of Gary. Well, Jerry started it, and Gary, and you carrying it on. It, it's that it, Those ties go deep, and they go back a long way. I was just, I was 19 when I started here. Jerry was my first mentor, and such a classy guy. He was just such a genuine human being, and, and uh, learned so much from him and from Gary. You know, Gary was my best friend. Jerry was my mentor, and so this program was is there a labor of love they really built it and uh you know i'm i'm happy to have been involved for so many years but 
it 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 is amazing how it it touches people uh not just people who receive toys but the people who give to yeah. it oh yeah like it's so yeah. important for them i know one year we were it was a year that uh, was kind of unusual there's no snow it didn't feel like christmas and and uh we were doing everything on the air that we normally did but just people weren't in the mindset yet and it got to be like we were 10 days away from christmas and we were 10,000 toys short and we we would if we got them all in one day it would still be a struggle to get them wrapped yeah, and yeah. processed and ready to go and the morning show said well we're just going to stay on the sh- on the air until we get the toys and i think it was uh Audie Lins Gary James i think they were the morning show at the time and they started at 6 a.m. and they just stayed on till i think it was about 2 in the afternoon but people were coming through that door like uh like crazy like you just the door was a revolving door of people coming in and and you'd talk to people and they'd go hey you know it's a tough year for us too but yeah we can't let this program fail uh, the city just has taken ownership of it you know the anybody who's been touched by it has taken proprietorship of it they want the campaign to succeed and it's just so important. And uh, I know we had one. That's uh, same day a lady came in, and she had three kids. And uh, she had bought a toy <laughs> for each kid to drop off. And uh, one of her kids was autistic. And he didn't really know what he was doing, but you put the toy in his hands. And uh, guided him toward the box. And he put the toy in, and I thought, she has way more troubles than than she needs to have already in her life. And all she can think about is making sure we succeed. That was That, that blew me away. Well, you know what, Daryl? I think, you know, we were talking about this earlier, and uh, I think if you're an Edmontonian, if you're you're from Edmonton, if you, um, you know, like I, I, you know, I've lived here since 1970 when I was born, and and for me, it's always, it's just part of our city, and I, you know, I was saying half-jokingly, but part of me was serious. If if you want to call yourself an Edmontonian, and you want to be a citizen of Edmonton, you have to do a volunteer shift. You have to buy a toy. You have to be part of this, because... This is Edmonton in so many ways. And it's like you say, it's it's just become, it's part of our community. This is Christmas in Edmonton, is 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. That's just uh, the way it is. Yeah, I think for so many people, it already is a tradition, uh, Shay. And uh, uh, if it isn't a tradition, it's something they've done at least once or yeah, twice. Yeah. Uh, you know, bought a toy, wrapped toys. And when you think about it, this this campaign is, is kind of funny. I was thinking this morning, driving over here. Because of COVID, we had to make all kinds of changes yeah, in, in the yeah. way we do things. And with all the technical innovations we have, like now we have an app and we have this and we have that. But in, in the, at the heart of it all, it, the program hasn't changed that That's much right. in 58 years or 59 years. We still put boxes or toys in boxes in malls that are unguarded. And can you think of any other city no, where right. you just have a, a, a box of toys sitting there just wide open? And people in the city look at it and they go, oh, that's Santa's Anonymous. Yeah. How, how low do you have to be to steal a toy from Santa's Anonymous? But we have people 
donate toys, volunteers to donate toys to volunteers to wrap, volunteers to deliver, and that has always been the way it was. Yeah. And it's probably the way it's always going to be. And that's, it's the volunteers, it's the people of this city who, they are the heart beat of of Santa's Anonymous. They keep us alive. Yeah, uh, but uh, so do you. So do you. There's no doubt about it. Um, We'll take a quick break uh, and come back with more from uh, Daryl Hook right after this. Yeah, just wrapping up my time here at Santa's Day on 6.30. Chad, always a highlight of the year, a highlight of the season. It, it really is. It's wonderful. To, this place is just, it's a magical place. It is when you see how it runs. Um, it's something to witness. Today is Santa's Day on 6.30. Chad, in support of 6.30. Chad, Santa's Anonymous, uh, asking for you to help us out. It's a big, big lift this year. We're hoping to help more than 20,000 kids in the Edmonton area. Call 587-855-1821 to donate or visit santasanonymous.ca. You can donate online there as well. Right now with us, we have Daryl Hook, who is, uh, well, he's he's a big, big part of this program and has been for a long time. He's on the board of 630 Ted Santa's Anonymous, and he's also a longtime volunteer going back to the 80s. And Daryl, it's, uh, I mean, we can see, I mean, you do this every year. It's, it's become sort of a part of the tradition, uh, but that emotion's real, and we all feel it, right? I mean, it's part of this program. Well, I, I'm sure it's your Christmas tradition. You go home and say, oh, I made Daryl cry again this year. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's list, Christmas. Hold this, I didn't do anything. I said, here's Daryl Hook, and you started crying. I didn't do anything. I know. I'm, a, I'm an emotional guy. <laughs> this program means a lot to me. I know one year we uh, almost didn't have a program. It was, uh, I'm trying to think. It was, we've been working on getting the Jerry Forbes Center built probably about 15 years ago, so it must have been prior to that. But uh, at one time we ran everything in the radio station. Yeah, and then it outgrew the radio station, and the radio station kind of grew into the warehouse. So it was a tsunami of things that happened that that forced us to move out. And every year we'd we'd find a place. Somebody a car across town gave us a dealership one time to work mm-hmm. out of. Uh, one of the uh, food stores gave us a, like an empty Safeway store. Right. We always found a place. One year it was like end of October we hadn't found out the campaign was starting in 10 days we didn't have a warehouse and at the last minute somebody came uh, with a warehouse for us and we said we, we can't let this Keep happen that, yeah. we've got to find a, we've got to have a permanent home and that's when we had the idea I think Sid Smith Leslie Primo and I were sitting around the three of us said okay we're because again I don't think at the time there was a board of directors or it was brand new but right, yeah yeah we said we, we need a warehouse we, and we'll we'll just raise three million and buy this little warehouse and it'll be all set and, of course, it, it ballooned into this. Uh, the mayor got involved at the time. And he yeah. said, we'll give you some land if you make it uh, a, a, like a condo for charities. Charities, which is yeah. what it became. Which is what it became. It became much. It became a 15-year project. Yeah. So many people got involved, and uh, it is what it is today. And if, if, if people have not seen it, they really it's should amazing. come by for a tour if, if they can. And But uh, I, I don't know if they do such a thing. But, anyway, it, it's an amazing building to have, and it's it was born out of necessity that uh, Santa's needed a place to live, and so now we have one. But everything's grown, right? I mean, like you talk about, it was sort of like a, a shoestring operation that you were running by yourself. Or you look at it now, I mean, it's a military operation, Gerald. I mean, it, it is. It, it has to be. It has to be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the time that we have to do what we need to do, uh, Angel comes in and runs it with uh, yeah. military efficiency. She does. Maybe yeah. the military could even come and learn a few things. <laughs> <laughs> We'd probably have that war in uh, Ukraine over and <laughs> with. By now. We're, we're running out of time here, and I did promise, and I haven't done it yet, so we're going to do it. Uh, a creature is stirring. I haven't played it yet. You say you've got a story. You've uh, got a few seconds to tell us the story. Here. Just West Montgomery was the morning man. It was, I think, 1968. We were having a rough year. 
nothing phased Wes. He was the most hard-ass guy ever. And uh, uh, Jerry Forbes called me and said, oh, I put a little thing together. Did it last night. <laughs> and it's uh, it's on that card on your desk. Just just play it. He played it. He, he could not come on the air. He was a complete wreck. He called yeah. Jerry back. You bastard, why didn't you warn me? <laughs> and that never happens. Anyway, it's dear to our hearts. You want to talk about tradition in Edmonton. 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous is part of it. It's part of what makes the holiday season in our community and part of what makes 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous what it is is that legendary piece of tape put together by Jerry Forbes many, many years ago. It's called A Creature is Stirring. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.